When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let's go. There's something there. There's a vibe. There's a historical vibe. Just like the Druids. Hello, everybody, and welcome. Uh, I am here with Cam Hasbrook and Chris Gear, and I am Drew Johnson, and welcome to the Drews and Druids podcast. A Druid was a member of the high-ranking class in ancient Celtic cultures. Druids were religious leaders as well as legal authorities, adjudicators, lore keepers, medical professionals, and political advisors, just like my- So I think it would be Drew and Druids, right? Because there's only one Drew. Did you just kick Drew out? Or no, we're gonna bring him back. I just wanted to. I just wanted to <laughs> clarify. I think there'd only be it'd be Drew and Druids. No, I like Drews and Druids. But there's only one Drew. We'll we'll think about it. Drew continue. That, that goes better with the with the name Brews and Bruins. You know, a Druid was a member of the high ranking class in ancient Celtic cultures. Druids were religious leaders as well as legal authorities, adjudicators, lore keepers, medical professionals, and political advisors. Just like me, Druids left no written accounts. While they were reported to have been literate, they are believed to have been prevented by doctrine from recording their knowledge in written form. Just like this podcast, uh, their beliefs and practices are attested in some detail by their contemporaries from other cultures, such as Romans and the Greeks. The earliest known references to Druids date to the fourth, fourth century BCE. The oldest detailed description comes from Julius Caesar's. Uh, that's Commentari de Beo Galicio. Uh, they were described by other Roman writers, such as Cicero, Tacitus. Tacitus and Pliny the Elder. All right. Well, welcome to Pliny the Elder and Pilsner's podcast. Hey, uh, I am uh, Drew Johnson. <laughs> I'm here and we're back on beer. All right. <laughs> I'm here with Kim Hasbrook and Chris Gear. Um, yeah. So uh, th- there wasn't a hockey game tonight. It is Monday night, uh, May 2nd, 2022. Uh, no hockey games tonight. Looking forward to the playoffs starting on Wednesday. But I guess first, what are y'all drinking? I'm drinking the Kool-Aid. I think yeah. the Celtics have a real chance this year. <laughs> uh, I am if drinking they... <laughs> uh, a Coronado Brewing Company Palm Sway IPA. Read into that what you will. All right. Uh, I am. Are you? Are you rating it, or is that? Might as well. Uh, drinkability. Twenty-one. Tasteability thirty-one. Hell yeah. 
Uh, I had several beers earlier, and I didn't really pay too much attention to what they were. It was kind of all a fever dream. It's one of those things. Like, I remember opening the door and being like, hey, Drew's here. Actually, I didn't open the door. So I don't know. Oh, you that. left it unlocked. No, I was showering, actually. I left it unlocked. But you can come in. Drew's in the backseat of your car. But, so you're gonna you should watch, watch out for that. that. But I'm, and to clarify, I meant to let the front door open, not the door to the shower. But anyway, <laughs> Drew comes in, and I'm like, hey, Drew's here. And I'm like, you know, I, I was like, I'll be down in a minute. And I remember that. And then as soon as. As soon as I walked down the stairs to like enter playoff mode, I felt like I was coming down the tunnel, like on the bullpen or something. I guess come out of the bullpen, but uh, as soon as I like stepped foot on the the hardwood floor that is my living room, uh, I think I hit like a blur, and I'm just kind of waking up from it now. Um, I'm yeah, just I still this is the uh, shower beers podcast. Yeah, this is the shower beers podcast. Uh, still can't get over the the idea of Drew just like wandering into your open home <laughs> and just be like oh i hear cam in the shower maybe maybe, maybe it's say, hey, i hear someone in the shower maybe, maybe there's another you. door there's unlocked for me yeah. <laughs> cam's uh, bathroom door doesn't lock either so there's an issue I'm, I'm drinking a whiskey ginger post beer a little recovery nightcap um drinkability <laughs> considering That's the hockey recovery. game we watched Drinkability is pretty high after that one. <laughs> it's gonna like a thirty-five. It's gonna go down without too many, uh, too many, too much of a fight. Uh, this is a little warm though, so it's not getting to the, quite. To the hey 37. Cam, I have, a, I have an idea. By the way, uh, you want to just drop the link to Shukri and see if he wants to like hop in, just in case. Just in case, I feel like that's. I feel like that's I'll the right. That. Yeah, uh, tasteability on this. I mean, it's a whiskey ginger. You can taste it. It's like a thirty-seven. So I don't know, Drew, if it's. It's probably in wrong in not in great taste to hit it right now, so I feel like we'll wait on oh. it. wasn't a double thirty-seven either, so well, uh, I'm gonna I DM got... Shukri, so you guys just you know Yeah, man, just say thing. uh no pressure to jump in if you want to. I am drinking a water. It is drinkability. Well no, tasteability zero, drinkability. <laughs> drinkability. Burger on! <laughs> That was more of a, a doc impression than it was. Shot! Like a... With a shot. <laughs> um, what a shot indeed uh, by Taylor Hall on that goal that hit the post instead of being a goal. Yeah. Um, this is the Druids and Druids podcast. Um, following the Roman invasion of Gaul. <laughs> <laughs> Druid orders were suppressed by the Roman government under the first century CE emperors Tiberius Claudius and had disappeared from the written record uh, from the second century. Really, we're learning a lot today. Um, <laughs> I'm learning so much. It's uh, it's it's all about improving your mentals. <laughs> it's an educational podcast here. Yep. Um, yeah. Do you guys do you guys actually want to talk about the game? Or yeah, we'll we should talk probably. a little bit about it. I think yeah, it's worthy. Just, just for the purposes of engagement, I, like, we got to <laughs> capitalize on the uh, the, the playoffs boom. starting. Yeah, let's leverage our list. <laughs> now that we're six minutes into this podcast, make or sure people Kings, use promo code TH. <laughs> yeah, make sure people want to come back if the Bruins ever do win another game. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's I, I think two periods into the game, I was thinking. You know, there's no chance the Bruins win this game. And then they score early in the third period. And, uh, I mean, things look a lot better. And um, I think we're talking about a totally different situation if 
the Bruins hadn't kind of lost that momentum and immediately given up another goal. Um, yeah, it's a, I think the people who overreact to game one of the playoffs are uh, well, well within their rights to say they're disgusted with how the Bruins played. And I mean, I don't think they, they didn't do a good job of capitalizing. And if you're going to be mad at something, be really mad at the power play, which looked just like they weren't even trying. I mean, it's a really good penalty kill unit, best in the league. But, I mean, you got to at least get the puck in the offensive zone and set up some kind of opportunity. Um, I didn't think Olmark looked as good as people were saying he looked in the first couple periods. I thought he looked lost as soon as he left the crease. I thought he got his pants pulled down on a couple of uh, opportunities and got a little bit lucky on, on some misses. Uh, shouts Max Domi for being bad at hockey. Um, yeah, and I mean, I think, I think overall, like, offense looked fine. Like, I think, I believe the Bruins outshot the Hurricanes um, and, and lot, got some, yeah. got some solid opportunities too. So, I mean, it's just kind of a puck luck thing. Like the the Hurricanes' goals were. They had a couple good ones, but for the most part, it was the the tip in and the screen like those were the those were the real ones in the second period. Um, And that 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 just is a momentum killer if you're if you're playing from behind or I guess guess if like you're playing a zero zero game and out uh, out chancing and out shooting the other team that you're playing and they score two kind of fluky goals. Um, hard to come back from that. Yeah. I, uh, like I, I was thinking in that third period when they started, when they buried the empty netter, like this is going to be one of those games where like, if the Bruins get, you know, knocked out here, I'm going to look back next year and be like, well, how did that go again? And I'd be like five to one game one, really? Like, and it, it didn't feel like a five to one game. It felt like it was really a three to one game. And then from there, it was just kind of the, the last minute trying to make a push and, you know, it gets away from me. It looks worse than it was, but um, I was really happy with the Bruins start, especially on the road. They had some legs early, um, a couple of good chances. Again, it's, it's tough. Like, especially when you're on the road, you have those chances early. You really want to capitalize on one and keep the home crowd from really settling in. Um, Jack Edwards made like a very backhanded comment about like, Oh, if we look at 2019 and then now, and they know hockey now, like trying to like kind of backhand compliment the fans of like, they were really into it and, and they were, you know, and, not saying they were as into it in 2019, but it definitely seemed a little bit, you know, homery. Honestly, ESPN broadcast, they uh, pointed out that there was a period in time, I think shortly before they scored the two goals where uh, they mentioned uh, this crowd isn't really into this zero, uh, zero game. Yeah. Uh, the Bruins have completely taken the crowd out of this. Yeah. Well, and you know, that's the thing is though, I, one goal in the playoffs can change that. Right. And uh, yeah, the Bruins just couldn't get it. again. I, I, I obviously losing game one isn't ideal, but like in the grand scheme of things, you want to get one of the first two on the road and then try to go take care of business at home. Obviously, now you got to kind of get that second one or else you, you're digging yourself a hole early. But there were a lot of chances that were like real close to going in on both ends. And I will say, like that, that first goal or the goal, the potential goal for Carolina that was called back. 
They kind of pushed it on Mark's pad, but I don't know. If I were a Bruins fan, I might have been a little upset about that no-goal call. So they had their chances too, but I feel like the Bruins did squander a couple of really close opportunities. And like Chris said, it's a little bit of puck luck there. If one of those goes in, it's a completely different game. And um, I don't think I'm upset about the effort the Bruins had. I thought they played mostly well. I think their biggest issue was, A, again, on the power play. They were jack squat. They couldn't get the puck entries or the zone entries, rather. Um, I think they were honestly just trying to be a little too cute. I think – Carolina does a really good job of stepping up the blue line. The Bruins are trying to make some, you know, side to side passes instead of trying to go north south. And you can't really do that against a, a team that steps up like that in Carolina. And, you know, you can work that out hopefully. But uh, the biggest thing for me was they were generating a lot of shots, but there weren't too many of those kind of, you know, I think, I feel like Ronta had a good look at most of them. And that was the thing that killed the Bruins. Those two goals was bodies in front of the net. Omar couldn't quite get a look on it or a, a the ridiculous tip in. The Bruins were generating some shots and causing a little bit of havoc there, but when they were working up to the point, I feel like they weren't getting many bodies in front. And a, a goalie like Ranta, who we saw early, was having a little bit of trouble controlling. So Pucks was dropping a lot of stuff in front there. You got to get somebody in there to try to clog it and, you know, either interrupt his his viewpoints or be able to bury on those rebounds. And I feel like they just didn't quite get the uh, the bodies to the front of the net that they needed to. Yeah, I think it was. <clears throat> I think it was a really frustrating game to watch. Not. It, and yeah, I think the Bruins put in an effort. It wasn't like one of those games where you're just like screaming at the top of your head, like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, let's go. This is playoffs. But it just passes going into skates, shots going into skates. Like, it, just, it, it was like the Hurricanes were playing soccer just based on the Bruins just passing into skates constantly. And it's just so frustrating when that happens. It seemed like every cross cue cross crease pass or i suppose it was mainly at the blue line on those entries as you guys are kind of talking about um just it it just kept going and going and going to the same drawn up play it felt like that wasn't working so hopefully you know that stuff they can you know work out in practice find some sort of new strategy other than that hopefully uh but yeah that power play was infuriating uh it screams 2011 which I guess I'm not too mad about it. <laughs> we'll see uh, by the end of the series. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I think it, I knew Carolina was a good hockey team. I think they really proved why they're the best penalty killing team in the league in that. Um, not that the Bruins power play has been anything spectacular this season, but um, still when you got your top unit out there, you got McAvoy, Hall, Pasternak, uh, Bergeron, Marshawn out there. You really, by, by the end of the night, you want to see something when you have, uh, wh- what were they, 0 for 3? Or was it 0 for 4? Something like that. It wasn't good. Um, yeah. So when you see that, that's not good. I think the second unit had a little bit better of a time, which isn't really saying much. Um, but, I mean, the Bruins PK kind of, you know, came up big when they needed to as well. Uh, lots and lots and lots of clears, as Jack Edwards will tell you. Um, (laughs) uh, I'll pull one from him. He was, uh, there was like five clears by defenseman on one power play or one penalty kill. Um, so yeah, but I think at the end of the day, that special teams is the difference maker and you need to capitalize on those chances in the playoffs. And that's something you've said in, in the past, Chris, just, you know, the whistles go away when you get those opportunities, you really need to execute. Um, and it just didn't happen tonight. Uh, hopefully, they can uh, go back to the drawing board and, and come up with something better for game two. Yeah. Um, uh, the Hurricanes power play looked awful, too. So, <laughs> of 
I'm not too like I'm I'm worried about the Bruins power play and I I want them to capitalize but you know special teams wasn't the the backbreaker here. I mean if the Bruins could have scored a couple of goals on the power play, yeah, we're talking about a different game. Um Yeah, I don't know. Uh I question for the group. I mean Olmark wasn't the reason the Bruins lost. Do you go to Swayman game 2? I don't think so. I think you give Omar another shot. I think he played pretty well. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I I think there were a couple chances, like you said, where maybe he looked a little shaky, but I also think the goals that he gave up for the most part weren't really on him. Maybe one, but um, I don't know. I mean, it's it's. I don't think there's necessarily a wrong play. My only thing is that I feel like you're kind of putting him on a little bit of shaky footing moving forward if you pull him after a game like that where it wasn't really on him. I think it was more just, you know, the team couldn't score and it mattered. So I feel like, I don't know, I, I Cassidy's probably got a better read of, of how a guy like him would handle that maybe, but I just feel like pulling him after that is going to maybe, I don't know, I, it might shake him a little bit, but also at the same time, I feel like, I kind of talked about this earlier on another podcast, but I feel like they've done a really good job of like keeping that relationship. Like those two really do root for each other. And I, I don't think necessarily putting in Swayman is going to shake them because it's, they really do just care about the team. But um, I definitely don't think you have to. I think it, it, if there was a game where I feel like he was a little leaky, then I, I would definitely think it makes sense. But I don't, I don't think you can uh, really go wrong either way here. I don't think you have to. Yeah, I, I would agree. You don't have to. I mean, <clears throat> I personally would like to see Swayman in there. Um, I would just like to see how he does. And I think a bounce back game when you're in Carolina again, um, I don't know, but I, I don't see it happening. I think, you know, <clears throat> you, you got to stick with your guns at least a little bit. I don't think this is a situation where they can do, okay, there was a loss. This guy wasn't like on his a game, but you know, he wasn't bad. Let's switch it up anyway. I think they're going to see how Allmark does. I think they're going to see if he can catch a rhythm. But honestly, I would I would go with Swayman because, um, as the the poet Blothmock said back in about uh, 750 CE, um, it, he was better than a prophet, more knowledgeable than every druid, a king who was a bishop and a complete sage. Um, that was actually a poem about Jesus, but um, <laughs> like Swayman, Skyrim, nonetheless. Uh. Yeah, I, I kind of agree with you, Drew. Um, I, I think so. Here's my here's my analysis of, of the playoffs overall. It's you can throw out all the theoretical numbers, all the like expected goals numbers. Those things no longer matter because we're talking small sample sizes. It's all vibes, and you're trying to find the right vibes. And I think Cam, you made a good point that you don't want to totally lose. Uh, old Mark, I, I think it's easy to be like, yeah, they're they're both totally chill. They love each other. They're going to root for each other and kind of lose the like human element of it. Like even if Cassidy's able to pull him aside and be like, hey, like we're not really like we don't have any issue with how you played. It's more we're just trying to get uh, s- someone back there, uh, change something up and, and kind of get the boys going. Uh, even if you say that, like he's still going to be like, yeah, well, I still want to play. Like, I want to play tomorrow. Like, I didn't do anything wrong. So, I say you give him one more game. Swayman's better at home anyway. So, give him, let him start at home if, if Olmark loses another one. 
um, and and hope that switches up the vibes. But if he plays well again, or if he plays well and, and wins a game against Carolina, then you go back to him at home. Um, I think having two highly competent goaltenders is is good in the playoffs. I think sometimes people see it as a kind of an issue where you know who do you go with? Maybe you'll second guess yourself if you have. You know, if the if the Bruins had gone with Swayman last year, like, well, what would have happened? Well, I mean, I, I think it's I think it's much easier to be like, okay, this guy, even though it's not his fault, he's lost a couple of games, and we just want to switch up the vibes. Um, playoffs are vibes, man. And you got to keep the vibes. Yeah. It sounds so silly, but it's true. Like playoffs it's, are vibes. It's, it's, like it's all vibes. You're just um, trying to catch a hot streak. Yeah. Uh, speaking of playoffs, the NBA playoff action is nonstop at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. This week, new customers can bet just $5 on any team to win and get $150 in free bets if they do. Looking to turn a small bet into a big payday during the NBA playoffs? With DraftKings Same Game Parlays, you can do just that. Create your own parlay by combining multiple bets like which team will win, total threes made, total rebounds, and more. And boom, you have a shot at winning an even bigger payout. Right now, all customers can place a same-game parlay with three or more legs and get a free bet back up to $25 if one leg doesn't hit. Download DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPNXX. Bet $5 on any NBA team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. That's promo code TBPN. This one doesn't have the X's, so I'm not really sure. Only a DraftKings Sportsbook minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Excellent. Um, now it's time to go to uh, listener questions, so I'm going to pull those up. Um, and that was a great segment, everybody. Uh, that was listener questions. <laughs> no um, no one had any questions about the Druids. <laughs> no, uh, but I do. Um, so in Medieval Tales, who – were largely portrayed as sorcerers who opposed the coming of Christianity. Um, I'm going to go with the, the Druids. Druids. Yeah. <laughs> Correct. Oh, yeah. Let's go, Chris. Dude, we're fucking smart. Yeah, Many man. popular yeah. notions about Druids based on misconceptions of the 18th century scholars have been what? So what have these notions about Druids in the past now been? Uh... <laughs> Oh boy, I'm sure there have been many misconceptions about druids. Uh, hard for me to to pick out the most important one because there are so many, and I I clearly know them all. So, um, I would I would say the they are often mistaken for droids in Star Wars. Mm. Interesting, Cam. Uh, I have no idea what the question was, but I'm good. I don't think Chris did either because the many popular notions about druids based on misconceptions of the 18th century scholars have been largely superseded by more recent study. Um, And my last question here, uh, the English word druid derives from the Latin. What? Druid isn't. Druidis. It's druid e with the line over it. I don't know what that means. And that <laughs> great. Um, that's been uh, Drew asks the druids. <laughs> Stay tuned for druid asks the 
We got those misconceptions about them since the 80s. Yeah, that's good. I'm glad we I'm glad we ironed that out, actually. That felt good. If you if you have any further questions, just uh, fire your questions at Drews and Druids. (laughs) I'm changing my at to that. Uh, just so I can feel those questions. Um, and a sweat. You can feel the sweat. Is there anything else? I don't know. I, I, I think I'm, like my, my final note is like Chris said, like it's one game. Obviously, there's only seven games for the Bruins here, Max, but like I wouldn't lose too much hope based on what we saw today. Like it was a fairly it was a hockey game, you know, it was a fairly hockey hockey game, and those kind of happen, they go either way. Uh and I think Bruins have a pretty good shot Wednesday. So you win that, you're in good shape. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. I, yeah. Think, I think if you can go back 1-1, back to the garden, that's definitely – whenever you're in an 0-1 hole and, you know, you're starting the series away, that's that's in your goal. And if you can't get that, though, the Bruins – I mean, I, I – I would be interested to see the the franchise long stats, but in my memory, the Bruins are pretty decent when they go down to 2 on the road and come back to Boston. Not that I want that to be the outcome or anything like that. Not that I want the power play to suck like 2011, <laughs> but let's go. There's something there. There's a vibe. There's a historical vibe, just like the Druids. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I I think home ice is I don't know, I think I think home ice is like kind of come around the other way to becoming underrated. Um so yeah, I mean th- there are like legitimate rules advantages in hockey for of being the home team. Like you get last change and you have the the face-off stuff. Um So yeah, I mean take that into account when you're thinking about like okay they've lost at home also playoffs are all vibes in uh you know if the crowd's got vibes that can be a disadvantage all righty well on that note um playing a prominent role in irish folklore (laughs) it's chris gear Woo! Generally serving lords and kings as high-ranking priests, counselors with the gift of prophecy and other assorted <laughs> mystical abilities. <laughs> it's Cam Asbrook. <laughs> and the best example of these possibilities, it's Drew Johnson. <laughs> Good night, everyone. <laughs> well, I hope everybody enjoyed that. Thank <laughs> you.